Subject number two of the night. This is alcoholism from molestation. And these two were um, a subject matter I was trying to cover, you know, for season one, but there was just too much craziness that I didn't really get to it. But pretty much when I see Navajos, Navajo men drinking, well, well, yeah, we'll say men for now, but, you know, the same can be said for women. But for men, um, I was kind of looking at why they were so, you know, just so annoying as alcoholics, you know, they were always like, um, they always want their forties, their 30 packs and their pints and whatnot. And they all have their, <clears throat> they all have their, uh, drink, their drink of choice. And whenever they do it, you know, they, you know, they become, you know, they have those multiple personality bipolar disorder type things going on where they love you or they hate you as they say. But more so, um, I always hear that, um, you know, most of the time these guys are crying and, you know, they're like, um, they got so much, um, <clears throat> excuse me. They have so much like emotional baggage, you know, that they want to get rid of, but they don't know how, but they wait till they get drunk because I, you know, they say liquid courage is pretty much alcohol. And, um, uh, meth is another, another subject, but, uh, you know, right now let's just stick with alcohol because there's just too much to throw in one, uh, segment. But anyways, um, when, um, that happened, I kind of started to put two and two together with, uh, molestations because a lot of these older Navajo guys, they went through the boarding school system. And from what I hear and what I remember, um, is that, a lot of these young Navajo boys, teenagers, they were getting uh, molested, if not by each other, then by, you know, the the caretakers of the, um, of um, you know, the boarding school, you know. <clears throat> so that, there's a whole lot of uh, dark issues right there that that I'm starting to really see now that it, that's where it's coming from. Now, for me, like I said, I'm... I'm lucky and privileged enough to have never been in that situation where I was molested or raped or taken advantage of like that. But, um, so, you know, I'm just like <clears throat> thankful for my background. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> I'm just thankful for my background as far as, you know, having, um, a, a really good, um, really good childhood other than my, my dad, you know, abusing my mom. But, uh, so looking at all that, it's like, that, that does become more of a, a problem. How do you help these guys if, um, you know, these uh, sexual traumas happen to them at an age where they, they don't really know how to process it? And like I've heard from um, some, some people who have been molested before, like, uh, or raped, you know, young ladies, when they got older, they would say, you know, um, I thought it was my fault, you know. And that's where it's like, how, how could you think that was your fault? You know, but you know, when you're a child, you know, things are, you know, the world doesn't make sense to you. You're just innocently living day to day without thinking of the consequences. But, you know, if you've been molested as a child, I guess it does a certain number on your psyche and, you know, it's, it's something that your body can't really get rid of, you know, and it's like, you've been stained with it, um, the way I see it. But, um, so 
having these Navajo, Navajo alcoholics roaming around, I don't really think of them as alcoholics anymore. I think of them as molested, um, children, uh, molested adults, basically. <coughs> oh man, I got some dirt in my throat or something. Anyways. So, um, when that, um, when these guys are roaming around and they, they get together for these parties, they're all in a way they're healing because they're all together. They're all there for a cause. Uh, whether they reveal it to each other or not, they they are having, um, uh, a healing gathering, but then, you know, there's, you know, they, <laughs> because being Navajo means to be obsessive, uh, you know, that, you know, you know, they, they would really drink too hard to the point where they'd become hard to handle and then they become reckless. And then there, there goes the fighting, you know, everybody breaks out and starts fighting and stuff like that. But all these, um, hardcore Navajo drinkers, that used to be around Clagato. A lot of them are dying or have died or were killed, but you know, it just kind of seems like it was unresolved. They weren't able to really, you know, fight back against their abuser. And, you know, and that's, that could be the same, that, I mean, that same, that is saying the same for, for the women too, you know, um, when we had that, um, Focus Marine Foundation, the class, there were some Navajo women that were, you know, talking about how they were raped and molested, even being in the military, even being in uniform, they were raped. And, and then, uh, this other one was almost raped, but it was still emotional for her because, you know, it really, really struck a chord with her about how, you know, just unwanted sexual advancements happen. And the other thing about women being molested is that, um, or getting, getting raped, um, is when they're in their puberty stage. Now they, um, now this is what I, this is what I heard. So, you know, don't, don't take my word as gospel, but, um, when they were molested or when they were being raped, their mind did not want to be raped in their head, in their mind. These ladies didn't want this unwanted sexual penetration, but, um, their body was aching for it. You know, their body wanted to get plowed, you know, the, you know, it is, that's where they kind of feel like ashamed of themselves and I'm like, oh man, it's starting to make a lot of sense now how all this is, you know, kind of coming together. And I was like, why any, you know, I wish there would be more people talking about it to kind of make it more, more known, but I can understand how, you know, it's embarrassing. You know, you don't want to be talking about these type of things, but, um, I'm kind of hoping with Clagato veterans podcast, you know, at least it gets out there. It, it, hopefully it does start a conversation where somebody says, you know what? Uh, yeah, that's what happened to me. I, I better tell my parents before I get out of hand with it, or I better go consult someone who can do something about it or help me, um, help me heal. You know, um, that's where I just kind of figure, you know, uh, these were some of the things I wanted to talk about for a while because, you know, as much as I like talking about, um, paranormal and ghosts, monsters, skinwalkers, aliens, you know, there are some real, also some real deep subjects here as far as, you know, what happens to the human body, the human condition, you know, w what we live through daily. And then to have this uh, coronavirus thrown in by the government, 
I don't think it really changed anything, but mentally the Navajos did get scared. They were all frightened about it. And, um, physically they still kept doing like the same thing they were already doing anyways. Like it never, like, um, the pandemic never even happened. All, all it did change was like traffic flow. And because a lot less people were traveling during those times only because they didn't want to get, you know, pay these fines and stuff like that. But as it turns out, there were still a lot of people running into town and going into, you know, driving across the res to get from one location to the next. So it never really, like I said, it only really stopped the flow of traffic. <clears throat> Excuse me. But then also at the same time, um, it caused drivers to drive crazy. So <laughs> I wish I've covered that subject pr pretty much a lot of the times, but, um, yeah. So, you know, this whole thing with, uh, <clears throat> molestation and, uh, alcoholism, you know, it just kind of makes me sad when I'm like, when I think about like my own relatives, you know, um, you know, the adult men I admired as a kid, like, oh yeah, that's a real man. That's who I want to grow up to be like. But then, you know, to see them drunk and then they're like uncoordinated and then they're sitting over there crying. It's like, uh, I don't think I want to be this guy's, uh, I don't, I don't think I really want to have him as a, a role model to look up to. So that's why when nowadays, when, um, people are asking me, how come you don't drink or, Oh, I didn't know you didn't drink. I was like, yeah, so, you know, just, it's, you know, I try to think of a simple way to explain it without having to get too detailed, but at the same time, I just figure, you know what, uh, if they really want to know, you know, we'll set time out and talk about it. But for the most part, I just tell them, nah, I just don't like the way alcohol tastes. And I don't like the fact that, you know, the stigma that it has over native American men, especially Navajo men is like, Oh, there's a bunch of drunks. They're a bunch of drunk Indians. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then, um, so I'm trying to, you know, let them know, um, it's not everybody, you know, not everybody is like that. And, that's why I don't rub it in anyone's faces, but I just, like I said, you know, I'm lucky and privileged enough to never have to gone through something like that. But as I do the research, I'm, you know, seeing the, uh, the emotional and mental and spiritual toll it takes on people. And that's where it gets pretty, um, yeah, it gets pretty heavy after that, you know? So after all this time, you know, looking at all these people that, um, that, that are like over macho and, trying to be beyond an alpha male when they're sober. Then when they're not sober, they're, you know, they show their true selves. You know, they're just afraid and scared and still hurting. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then, um, like for the others that have the opposite effect when they get, um, angry, when they drink, you know, some people like, Oh, don't be around him. He, he gets great. He gets crazy when he drinks. He's always going for his gun or he's always going for his knife. And so, you know, it's like, well then, that's someone that you need to sit down and talk to when they're sober and say, Hey, look, man, this is how you reacted last night or record them and say, what do you think about that, man? You know, why, why were you doing that? I remember my, one of my older brothers, he was like that. And he was, I was telling him, I said, man, why do you keep drinking like that? I said, and I said, um, you know, last night you wanted to fight me. And he goes, no, I don't remember. I said, well, dude, just so you know, man, I don't want to fight you. I said, but you're getting me to the point you're, you're pissing me off to the point where, yeah, I'm, I'm going to throw you down and slam you around because you're uncoordinated and you're drunk. I don't care if you can throw a fist harder than me, man. You know, I'm the one who knows how to, you know, grapple. So, <laughs> you know, who do you think is going to win at that point? Because you're going to be out of breath. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're already out of shape, man. I was like, 
and you're over here trying to use alcohol as something to fight me with. I was like, I said, I really want you to think about that. Next time you start putting that bottle in your mouth, you know, I said, don't do that. Cause I don't want to do that. I don't want to fight you. I said, you know, <clears throat> I said, um, excuse me. <clears throat> uh, anyways, I, I was just telling him, I said, you know, that's, um, that's not cool, bro. You know, it's just something that you don't have to do, but I guess, uh, he was hiding or I guess he was hurting from childhood. Uh, I guess he got molested by, um, I guess there was a family member that used to watch over the family and he was the chosen target. And that's why, you know, he was, he was acting out through alcoholism and, you know, and it's sad to this day that, you know, I really didn't, I didn't know that, you know, I didn't put two and two together till later on, but the guy that, uh, I guess molested him was, uh, this fat guy from, from the res. And next thing you know, he died. Uh, I think it was from diabetes, but, um, the, the, you know, at that point it was already, everything was already too late. So it really couldn't really, <coughs> excuse me. Oh man, I got something in my throat. I really couldn't do that much. You know, I couldn't really help out that much. Um, other than just to be defensive, cause how could you not be defensive if you're Navajo, you know, you're Navajo male and anytime we get hurt, we want to fight back. And, um, so anyways, that just kind of goes into this whole, uh, characteristics and, uh, psychology of, um, just basically living on the reservation and the have and the have nots, you know, what you've been through, what you've experienced, um, how long you're able to hold it in, you know, and what do you, you use to help you get through it. And as far as meth goes, I don't really know what, I don't really deal with too many meth people, but, or too many meth heads, but, um, the, the I, I know meth is, um, another way, another escape zone, you know, and, um, you know, alcohol is just very, it's, it's more convenient. It, it's legally there for consumption, you know, on the res it's illegal. Yeah. To, to, to sell, but these people are still going to bring it in no matter what there's, bootleggers a booming business on the Navajo nation. And, you know, they're more worried about the coronavirus. It's like, still, you know, then it's like, oh no, we're not worried about the coronavirus no more. Cause now we can worry about the Delta variant. It's like, oh, what the hell ever, man? Yeah. Go ahead. Do your stupid shit, you know? But, um, the fact that remains is the issue of having, um, molesters still roaming about the, uh, reservation reservation reservation. Um, it, it's still something that's not addressed. It's still uh, a problem that's not solved. And that's where it's, that's why when um, all this stuff about the CDC and the, you know, the healthcare, not the healthcare, the, um, what do you call those stupid morons? The, um, the health people that um, are putting up these regulations on the Navajo nation. It, it's like, yeah, all right. Well, you saw the problem, you see an issue, you're trying to fix it. Yeah. More power to you. But what are you really doing about these, uh, molestation problems? What are you really doing about these, you know, alcoholics? You know, all you guys are doing is looking for the easy answer that, that the white man's healthcare system is looking out for like the CDC and, you know, the, the whole Dr. Fauci thing, you know, he's like, Oh, he's a hero. Is he really, if anything, he just made, you know, molestations and rapes and those type of crimes rise higher on the reservation just so he can make himself look good, just so he can validate that the um, coronavirus, the the pandemic was 
so deadly to humans. It's like, no, humans are deadly to humans. You know, you can give a human a gun um, and, you know, pretty much human will gun down somebody. But if you have a gun and you know how to use it, but you don't use it, you, you have it locked away, then is it really hurting anybody at that point? No. Yeah, guns kill people, but it's people who are pulling the trigger. <clears throat> so anyways, um, that's going off on another, uh, another rant. Uh, but um, so I just wanted to address this, you know, just kind of just because that's what it seems like it really needs nowadays, you know, as, as this episode 14 goes on and uh, the Clagatil Veteran podcast is marching on. You know, I just want to make sure that um, this subject was covered for those that might want to hear it or might need to know about it. Or, you know, if somebody wants to come up and say, hey, you know, Mateo, I want to be a part of your podcast. I want to talk about what you're talking about that, you know, I was molested and that's why I'm an alcoholic now. I'll be like, hey, man, you know, that's that's cool by me. You know, no judgment here. Let's let's go do this. Let's go address this issue and let's make sure that um, it is known that all that happens in in the lives of Navajos nowadays. So, you know, we can't really fix it overnight, but it's definitely something that if we start addressing to it and make it an open conversation, then hopefully it'll start to change the way we perceive or we perceive ourselves or others perceive us. But okay, man, uh, I'm going to leave that at that and let me go jump on to the next subject from here. (laughs) 